I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 2, Episode 12, The Tok'ra, Part 2. And back with us to finish us off, it's Evelyn! Yay! Welcome back. Thank you. I hope no one hated me, because here I am again. (laughs) Oh, well, if they did, then they're no friends of ours, because you're lovely and we love you, so everybody should love you. (laughs) Indeed. So true. Yes. Okay, so before we get into this episode, there was a couple things from last week where we had mentioned the really weird, like, hard cut to blacks in, in the Netflix version of part one. And I was like, oh, I should watch the DVDs and see if they're on the DVDs. So I did. Oh, and? Turns out they're not. Absolutely oh, 100% really? not. And also, the DVDs are in the widescreen format, which is, the show was actually originally shot in widescreen format and then, you know, cropped for TV. So now I'm really curious what, like, source files Netflix is working with, because they got, like, really crap ones. Yeah, it's like, they're not good quality no. on, on Netflix. <laughs> so no. when they make to get the show they totally got shafted where they're like, like yes netflix we will give you our best copies <laughs> here's here's the versions that aired on syndication on fox that they have the commercials break cut into them like <laughs> I, I like now that i'm watching the dvds again i'm like what crap is this on netflix because it's terrible yeah it is terrible netflix needs to fix it everybody go tweet at netflix to yes, fix it I'm, I'm sure netflix is very worried about it <laughs> It's on it re- in this day and age though, like that is unacceptable. It really is. Like Netflix didn't get the goods. No, they did not. It was terrible. They're so. also very, very are uh, like fuzzy, almost like they're on a VHS, like the earlier episodes are. And it's like they why are. why? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a little understandable because back like in the first when I was like looking at stuff, I was like, why is this? in?" Cause I wasn't sure if it was like actual widescreen on the DVDs or like the zoomed in of the square shot kind of widescreen. And in the first, I think it was the first four seasons or first five, it's either the first four or first five seasons were shot on film, on physical film. Oh. So there is only the quality of it and the physical size of it is only so big and if you zoom in on actual film it doesn't you can't make it nice and clear like on digital it's just gonna get fuzzy so that does make a little sense because tvs are bigger now like that part i'm not so mad about but yeah the whole just like that it's in the crop like four by three format and that there's the weird hard cut to black commercial breaks is just it's wrong and they they wanted they wanted to give the audience the full experience of what it was like to have watched these on TV. Oh my gosh. But it, it aired on Showtime and Showtime didn't have commercials. They wanted to I don't I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh. So, that's where we are from la- wrapping up last week in case anybody hey. really was curious. I do okay. have a comment. I do have a yeah. comment about last week. I can't remember if we went over it to be honest. Okay. So, we were talking about the whole loving it as one thing and how it's romantic. And I was thinking about it and something occurred to me how Martuf is the one who primarily talks about Jolinar. He only mentioned Rosha like once. Yeah. But when he finds out Rosha died, which like, why wouldn't he assume that? But um, anyway, he's like quietly devastated, but doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And it's my theory that um, 
Sure, they were lovers for a hundred years, but Lantash cared for Rosha more than Jolinar. And Martuf liked Jolinar more than Rosha. And so, like, Lantash pops up, like, Martuf gets emotional, and Lantash pops up and is like, oh, he's having a harder time dealing with this than yeah. I am. And it's like, well, where you been then, Lantash? <laughs> like, that's interesting yeah it's my theory that um, martuf is being a bro and like handling it and lantash only steps in when martuf can't deal okay oh interesting Mm. Mm. that is interesting Mm. we shall see how things progress this week i suppose Mm -hmm. indeed all right so we ready for part two any last comments all right so part, the Tokra part two originally aired on October 9th, 1998. It was written by Jonathan Glasner and directed by Brad Turner, the same guys who wrote and directed part one. So consistency is good. In this episode, with the oldest and wisest of the Tokra dying and any hope of an alliance dying with her, Sam Carter comes up with a daring plan. If her father Jacob becomes host to Selmak, both will be saved. Hosts are the one thing Earth can offer the suspicious Tokra. As Jacob and Selmak make their choice to blend, the base is attacked by the ghoul. Where did you get that one from? Um, which website did this one come from? Um, it's very much like you're reading the back of a novel like a librarian. Um, this one came from the Stargate Wiki. Okay. I'd love to point out, by the way, that I noticed in the previously on that the that I think it's Martuf and one other Tokra, like, they immediately take their hats off the second the rings land. <laughs> <laughs> because the hats are dumb. Which I thought was hilarious. Like, I rewound it. Yeah. It great. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, episode starts with, with, you know, the previously on. And after that, we see SG-1 and SG-3 are still under guard when Goshar... Garshaw. Why is that name so hard? This Garshaw. My mouth Garshaw. doesn't like it. Garshaw. Uh, comes to speak with them as apparently they requested. And Daniel asks for specifics as to why they turned down the offer of an alliance. Like give, like, give me more details. Give me all the information so we can maybe try and fix this and save this. Basically, Earth has nothing the Chokra need or want. And Earth's knowledge of the Chokra is too high of just like a security risk to just let these people go. And so SG-1 and SG-3 are prisoners, but Garshaw tries to tell them it's for their protection too, since they know where the Chokra are and the ghoul are much more likely to attack them. And Jack's like, well, they already want to kill us all. So knowing where you are isn't really going to make a difference to that. Um, but also, so like when she said, like, how would the ghoul know that the SGC know where the Chokra are? Like, I don't know. I was like, that's weird because that's not something the ghoul should have knowledge about. But, yeah. Um, but I then. That, I thought Daniel was really weird in this scene, too, because, like. Okay. Because the toker was basically, like, he's just not in that into you style, you know? Of yeah. Like, no, we're we're fine. We're, we're good. I don't need to go on a second date with you. And Daniel was like, please, I can find something that you like about me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I also need to point out. In this scene, as Garshaw is walking in, both Teal'c and Daniel are just, like, staring at the freaking wall. Yeah. 
And like Daniel was literally waiting for Garshaw. Like, what are you doing? At least act interested. Like he spins around like he's yeah. surprised. Yeah. Jack had to be like, hey, Daniel, that person you wanted to talk with, Jeep, she's here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. yeah. Jack's um, the only one who's looking. Like, I understand why Sam is off in her own little world over there. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Sam, she then speaks up and is like, there's something else like that's bothering you about this thing. And Garshaw's like, yeah, the fact that you seem to be completely repulsed by the thought of being a host to Atoka Symbiote. Like none of you have offered to be a host to Selmac. Yeah. So how can there be an alliance if the people of Earth are sickened by the thought of what the Tokra are? And I, I, she's not she's not wrong. <laughs> I have a wrong. rant. I have a rant. Though. Okay. Please because proceed. Because here's the thing. Like Garshaw's like, why do you why are you objecting to the blending? And the Toka are actually aware of every atrocity the ghouls have committed, right? Mm-hmm. And so much that they're disgusted by even being called ghouls. You already know why we're disgusted by this. And to add to that, you know, like the Toker don't usually, but Jolinar took Sam's body without her permission. And it's like, it freaks her out more than anything else that happens in the series. And then Garshaw's going to come in and be like, oh, you're disgusted by us. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we are. Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, her that being a reason to turn down the alliance, like I see her point. Why do you want to ally with us? If you hate the mere thought of what we are, I yeah, like, I, I get it. But they don't like who they are either, honestly. Like, they hate their own species, if you think about it. Like, obviously, there's a fundamental divide between the ghouls yeah. and the Tokra, but like, hello, <laughs> they're the same. And honestly, the way, the way this whole story plays out, Nothing really changes because no, what they end up offering is like hosts that are close to death where their alternative <laughs> is and blending or way, die. I can't help but notice that they bring the Tokra a grand total of one host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to yeah. that at the end. We'll get there. I know. But yeah. It's like we can give and you people and they never do. You would only you would only give them people who had security clearance to know about the Tok'ra anyway, like people who you could tell like Jacob was. Yeah. Or like relatives of SG personnel, you know? So I was unhappy. You should be able to apply and be accepted. <laughs> you know? What sort of cover do you think they would give that? I don't uh, know. You have to write it. It would have to be some sort of like medical trial, you know, sort of, you know, uh, what's that called? Um, when they're like, you know, trying drugs, like, human <laughs> trial that doesn't sound quite right I don't but know. you know but the thing about it is you technically wouldn't need to give any cover if you did it right like maybe because the to- the symbiote could just hide like you could be like dude i got to do thanksgiving with my family i need four full days <laughs> well i th- i think the you other thing is i think if you became a host you would live with the tokra you would not Probably, come back and live on I mean, earth Jacob as a human visits, so yeah he visits he doesn't live here though yeah, he I doesn't know. go back to his life at all no. ever he, so he basically <laughs> mysteriously disappears basically. i do wonder if they're like oh he died like to everyone else who knew him <laughs> we didn't have a funeral don't worry about it why are you thinking about this so like his son i know doesn't he have grandkids? Yeah. I mean, we, we do see this. We do see it in season four. 
we do okay. see the sun. So, yeah, but yeah, it's still a little like, so what does everybody else think happened to Jacob? Because okay. he's just not here anymore. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, and also points yeah. to Daniel for full, with full genuine um, attitude going, oh, we have no hatred for you at all because. You kind of do a little bit, Daniel, but good for you. <laughs> he went there. He said yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I love Daniel. I uh, love him. So after the little rant from Garsha, we go to the opening credits, which still love the opening theme song. Amazing. Daniel's yes. hero shout is my favorite thing in the world. I yeah. never skip the credits. Nope. Good, which I have an interesting factoid about Daniel's hero shot in the credits when we come back for season seven. So yeah. <laughs> we have to wait to see. see no one's going to remember this. What? I, w- I do. I will. So, don't worry. Who knows? Maybe somebody is listening to this right after they've like jumped in on season seven. I think I know what it is. Somebody could be listening to this five years in the future when we're doing season seven. <laughs> five years in the future when we're all dead. Oh, gosh. We're all dead, did you say? <laughs> I'm not going to be dead in five years. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. So, it was a joke, we, by the way. I know. You were, like, you were like the distant five years in the future. <laughs> Little did she know that this is all that's left. <laughs> <laughs> this is my legacy. Is. Oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so we come back from the opening credits, and Sam goes to like ask Make Peace about her dad. He's like, I don't know. They just told me I needed to get you back to Earth like ASAP. And Jack also seems to be planning some sort of jailbreak in his head uh, because there are now more of them. There's eight of them, and there's like four guards in the room. But as Tilk points out, there's like a hundred Dogra on the base, and the only way out is the rings, and we can't get through all of those Dokra, so that plan's not going to work. He also and, likes the Dokra, so. Yeah. So Sam then suddenly stands and demands to see Garshaw again, and so Garshaw comes back, and she's like, the one thing you guys need are hosts, right? My dad is sick. If you can, can if you guys can cure cancer, maybe I can convince him to be a host to Selmac. And Garshaw is like, that's interesting. Uh, but they're going to have to, like, go back in person to, like, work out the details. And so Garshaw's like, two of you can go. Everybody else has to stay here to make sure those two that left come back. So, of course, it's Jack and Sam that go back. And as they come to the gate, Hammond's like, where's everybody else? And Jack's like, we need to talk. We got a, we got, we got a lot to tell you. And in the briefing room, they fill him in. And Hammond is, I think, rightfully kind of skeptical about Sam's plan. Uh, there's the whole, like, as Hammond says, like, giving his body to a ghoul, and she's, like, sharing it with the Tok'ra, and also because as how Hammond sees it, Jacob knows a lot about, like, Earth and the military and our defenses, and is that information we need to be sharing with these guys at this point? Because we still don't really know anything about them. Which, but, which is exactly the problem that the Tok'ra had with Sam, I should point it out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. All right. Uh, but Sam keeps pleading and ends with, you know, her final plea is like, my dad could be like the liaison between the SGC and the most important allies they could ever possibly have. And he's my daddy. He's my daddy and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> You're 
my work day. Yes. <laughs> uh, back with the Tok'ra, we see one of them, like, running across the dunes before we cut back to inside the base where Tilt goes to talk to Garshaw and expresses his admiration for their cause. And they, in turn, like, respect his. And Martouf then runs in and lets them know that the Gould know where they are and will be there within the day. So... Time to evacuate. So they all leave, and uh, well, all the Toker leave, leaving Tilk, Daniel, and SG3 all alone in the chamber. So, and they're like, okay. okay, yeah. I have a little sort of fun fact I found. Yeah, fun facts, fun, fun facts. Fact. So, um, so when Martouf runs in, uh, he says like they spotted Gould ships in the. Shoronka quadrant or one of their operatives in the Shoronka quadrant let them know that the Gould were on their way. So as you guys know, I like to like Google names of like all the alien worlds and people and stuff just to see if it actually like means anything. Yeah. So Shoronka doesn't mean anything, but Shoron, S-H-O-R-A-N, is an acronym for short range navigation, which is a type of electronic navigation and bombing system that uses a precise radar beacon and i was like that's it because like you know they're talking about like a quadrant of space there's a communication thing and i was like i wonder if that's you know how that quadrant of space got its name because somebody saw shoran and because it's a military thing probably came up on somebody's you know google searches one day yeah and so their military uh, consultant was telling them about all the military jargon they use and someone was like oh that's a really good for a quadrant of space yes well, the, so would you would you like to know some more about the Shoran like radar? Because I like sure. So uh, it was set up near the end of World War II, and it differed from other radar guided navigation in that the transponder was on the ground, and the aircraft is the thing that would like send the signal out to it, whereas like other systems basically worked the opposite way where there'd be a signal going out from a base on the ground and then the aircraft would receive it. And that's how they would like triangulate their position and where the bombing run was going and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this meant that with the Shoran radar, they could guide multiple aircraft at a time as all they had to do was like receive the signal. They didn't have to send anything like signal bounced back, but they could communicate with more than one plane at a time so it became particularly useful during the Korean War when night operations needed to be, like, improved over what they were. Um, so Shoran was not in use for very long, basically from, like, the 40s through the 80s. But after that, surplus systems were used by oil and gas industries to help guide ships, like, offshore to, like, where they needed to go. So... The military may not use it anymore, but other companies found use for that radar system. So, yeah. there you go. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yay! Fun fact. Okay. So, back on Earth, Hammond and Sam have gone to see Jacob, who does not look pleased to see Sam. And after clearing the room, Hammond tells Jacob that he's been given clearance to know what Sam is, like, actually doing. And she tells him that they need his help. And after beating around the bush for way too much, Sam tells him all about the Stargate program and how they can travel to thousands of planets around the galaxy. 
And at first, Jacob thinks they mean is like a simulation. <laughs> and George is like, no, we really, in actuality, go yeah, to this other planet. He, he, no, for real. <laughs> no, for real. This is, this is a for real thing. And so he's like, okay, so what do you need me for? And so they want to, they're like, we, we want to take you to one of these plants and maybe cure your cancer. And George is like, I'm not, I don't mean to worry you, but there, there, there's a catch. Just, just, a, just a little catch. A little yeah. one. Just a little one. It's fine. Not that long. I, love, <laughs> I, would, uh, <laughs> I would love to know how they actually tried to explain all this in the span that it took them to like get to the mountain and get through the Stargate. I know because we cut from George being like, yeah, there's a catch to now. Jacob's on the base and they're going through the Stargate. It's like, what? What did they say? Because also some stuff that happens later, I don't know how specific they got because Jacob seems to have no clue what the it's hell a Topra symbiote he, thing is. Like yeah. he does not get it at all. Like there's <laughs> two of them. Wait, who am I talking to? There's some. Anyway, it's, we'll get do there. Hear, do you hear him talk? Anyway, we'll get yeah. there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so yeah. So apparently Jacob said yes because he's now at the SGC with Sam and Jack and they're heading back to the Joker planet. And then they go through the gate and then they're standing on an alien world. And Jacob is like, are you sure we aren't still on Earth? Because obviously it looks very Earth-like. And Sam explains that the Stargate was made to transport humans or humanoid-like peoples. So most of the planets it goes to will have Earth-like environments in order to support that's, life. That's Thank why you it for looks the like a, That's why it looks like a very specific park in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been funny if he said it looks like Vancouver. <laughs> well, they're actually in the desert. I want they're not in the woods, they're in the desert. So. There's a tiny bit of that part that's sand. Like cuz there's a part where it's sand and then there's trees. Yeah. You see that in other episodes. But anyway, I just want to point out that like Jacob reacting to seeing the gate for the first time and like everything just I just stopped and went, oh, my God, I love this show. It's so good. <laughs> oh, the Holy Hannah. Is this oh I, is, is this where we first get Holy Hannah? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So inside the tunnels, we see people, like, running around, and we see stuff being transported out of the rings, and then the rings come back down with Jack, Sam, and Jacob. So SG3 is there and, like, Daniel and Tilk, and... They've all been set free, basically, to go, but Makepeace decided that they should stick around and help with the evacuation since they're trying to make allies, right? And allies help. So, because Jack at first was like, well, then why are you still here? He's like, because we want to be helpful. Makepeace is still good at this point. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. Um, so. He's become a ghoul at some point. Huh? I, I can't remember. No, NID. Oh, Yeah. But it would be fun, I maintain, to see, like, an occasional, like, tertiary character be like, oh, he got mortally injured, so he's a toker now. That would have been cool. Wrapping up a mission briefing as SG-1 comes in, like, SG-12 is leaving, and now Commander, or Captain Smith is now a toker. Right. Yeah, why did they never do that? That would have been really easy. It would have been great. You know who I would go for is Toker Major Davis. Oh, for sure we'll get to him i'm, yeah. I'm gonna be very excited when we get to this when we start getting major davis because okay. he's one of my favorite <laughs> major davis major fucking davis 
anyway, that's Colin's thing. That's not my thing. He calls them Major fucking Davis. So okay, I didn't know we could swear on this podcast. And now yes, I'm please. Like, <laughs> yes, swear, swear. Are you? I, mar- I mark now everything. Now she's swear like a trucker. Every yeah. other goddamn word. Yeah. <laughs> So Jack goes with Daniel, who will explain everything, as Sam stops to introduce Jacob to Tilk, which is a nice little moment. I and love it. I love it. Yeah. He does the full, like, arm clasp. Too. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the forearm handshake. Like, Jacob goes in for, like, a regular handshake, yeah. and Tilk, like, grabs his forearm and is like, no, this is how we greet each other. So Respect. Yes. So Sam must talk about her dad, like, often, though, do you think? For him to no. be like, oh, my gosh. It's, when, it's Sam's I mean, dad. Maybe she does now, but in the first episode where we met Jacob, Jack was like, no, let me meet you if I, I've heard nothing about you. I don't think she talked about him a lot, but maybe she does now. sarcastic, though. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think he was trying I think he was trying to play it off, like, so, so Sam, you know, didn't feel bad about it, but I don't know. So Daniel takes Jack to where all their stuff is. It's just like laying on the side of one of the tunnels. Like it's not even like in a little room off to yeah, the side. It's just like in the hall, <laughs> um, which I guess maybe, maybe it wasn't a room and that room has been collapsed. And they just kind of had to stick their yeah, stuff somewhere over here. But still, it was just like, here's all our <laughs> crap in the hall. <laughs> um, and so, and, and then like everybody else shows up and they kind of all stare in awe for a moment as they see the tunnel, like, unmaking itself to which Tilk says Chelnock, which according to Daniel literally means very cool. Which is like why? Because I feel like it's even more impressive to see them made, which we did last episode like twice. I think it's equally cool to see it unmade. Like they're not blowing it up. They are unmaking it. It's just sort of like interesting. It's like it's like taking a house and turning it back to into like trees and clay. That is very cool. If that were possible. Yes. So. And so Jack it's again is like. Green. It's very healthy for the environment. It really yeah. Is. It's very it's, zero waste. Yeah. Zero carbon footprint. How thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> but still nobody has like actually told Jack what's going on. So he's like. Somebody tell me like what is like why is this happening? What's going on? And they're like oh yeah. System lords are on the way. Oh. Awesome. Good. Okay. Fun times. And so we then get a shot of, like, two ghouled motherships flying through hyperspace and a Tok'ra lookout on top of a St. Doom. Jack asks where he can find Garshaw and is told she's still in the council room. So he goes off with Daniel and Tilk while Sam and Jacob head somewhere else, which is to find Selmak. And Selmak is in her room with Martouf and the two women who were, like, tending to her earlier. And Lantash, surprisingly, speaks first, and Sam introduces her father, and Lantash greets him, and then Martouf says hi as well, and Jacob seems a little kind of overwhelmed as he realizes, like, what's being asked of him now that he's actually here and, like, sees this all. He's, he's kind of, like, a little, like, whoa, this is this is a lot. Jack, Daniel, and Tilk are walking through the tunnels, and they're catching Jack up on, like, what's been happening, and Jack goes so was it like a spy and they they don't know but if it is a spy then moving's not going to help because the spy is going to go with them and then jack asks tilk about the size of the ghoul like long-range communication devices and tilk goes i have seen them small enough to fit in the palm of your hand so jack's like i think i know what's going on Uh. Mm. Mm. 
this drives me crazy because you know Jack was suspicious in the last episode and like he had all he had to do was be like hey by the way I saw a thing please tell them about this this might be important but he didn't (laughs) well I mean at that point they still didn't really know much of anything about the Turk run. Maybe they did use those things, you know? It's it, he didn't then, he didn't then it know. wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. You know? Like But yeah. It, it's, it's just a flaw in the episode for me. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. Uh <laughs> so back with Sam and her dad, Lantash suggests Jacob talk to Selmac before agreeing to anything. And so they have a little chat. And Selmac makes him laugh, and then they both start coughing because, you know, they're both sick, as you do when you're sick and you laugh too hard, then you start coughing. And then Saroosh, the host, starts speaking and tells Jacob basically, like, how awesome Selmac is and about her wonderful sense of humor. But she does also let him know that, like, it's all not, like, a bed of roses, and they're not all good memories that he'll get. He'll get a lot of bad stuff, too. And uh, he then excuses himself and, like, throws up in the hall. And <laughs> Sam goes to check on, check on him. And he's like, it's just, like, the chemo and the trip through the gate. I'm fine. I'm fine. And Sam reassures him, you know, you don't have to do this. If you really don't, we can leave. It'll be fine. You don't have to do this. He's like, yeah, I kind of do because death is not an option, basically, for him at this point. And so here's 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 the thing I was getting to. Or, so... Throughout this whole conversation with Selmak and Saroosh, Jacob seems just very confused about there is a symbiote inside the person. Like, did they <laughs> tell him, like, exactly what the symbiote is, where it is? Like, it attaches to your sprut, like, because he, like, doesn't, he, like, just does not seem to flat. get what's going on, like, at all. And I realize it is a lot to take in, but... <laughs> It's like nobody explained anything to him. They just said, yeah, there's a symbiote and then there'll be two of you and it's fine. Like, it's fine. I'm wondering what they would have said. I'm quite certain that the biggest selling point would have been, okay, this is how you don't die. Yeah. Like, did they just say that? And he's like, okay, I'm in. Like, and like. And then they just sat in silence the whole ride in. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean. The hospital's not, like, on the base or anything, and they had to, like, get him discharged and go through all of that. So it was at least a few hours, if not, like, a whole day later between the hospital visit and them going back to the SGC or something. So, well, it couldn't have been a day because when they got back to the Tok'ra. Because he does. I don't know. Yet again, he's like, oh, you're the first ghouls I've met. Like, literally, that would have been, like, rule number two. Like, there are two of you. But don't call them ghouls. Like, seriously, we're trying to make an impression. <laughs> yeah, and Sam does say, remember that I told you don't don't call them ghouls? He's like, oh, yeah, right, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So All right. I just, there, there seems to be a lot of information lacking in just what is just the physical reality of what's happening. Like, what these things look like, what it's going to do. Just, he seems to be lacking a lot of basic yeah, information in this But problem. to be fair, he is actively dying of cancer I like mean, in yeah. the moment i mean that's i that, wonder that's i wonder if they did like an improv exercise it probably I, went a lot like evelyn said of like okay so we figured out a way for you not to die and he's just like son of a bitch i'm in and then the rest of it's just like 
Go, let's go. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. Silence. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Jacob, Jacob's going to go through with it. So, yay. Well, Jacob, I, my yeah. question, though, yeah. is Selmac post refers to Selmac as she, even though ghouls don't have gender specifically. Yeah. Symbiotes don't. Yeah. And I wonder if Jacob thinks of Selmac as a woman. I don't know. I, I mean, it might be that, you know, Saroosh says she because Saroosh is a she. Yeah. I want, I need to know how it works. <laughs> this, this, this is well before the days of the gender neutral day, though. I know, yeah. yeah. So. It's ahead of its time. Yeah. I do wonder if it was being made now, if, if symbiotes would be referred to as they rather than he or she. Yeah. <sighs> Or something. But they do they do prefer a gender in hosts though. Because uh yeah. Jolmar did. Yeah. And Marty does. Yeah. Really. I do wonder if it's just the gender of the first host they take, you know, possibly. That's just sort of what they're accustomed to and what they're used to, so that's what they prefer. But I mean Senat doesn't seem to have any qualms about the fact that Jacob is a man. Just no. do you know what you're getting yourself into is just some X questions, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. also have a theory that, yeah. like, Lantash starts talking to Jacob instead of Martuf, and I'm like, oh, is our boy nervous? Oh, ooh. He's meeting her dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because once they, once once he accepts, it, Martuf's back. Yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Jack, Tilk, and Daniel then find Garshaw, and Jack tells her that he thinks Kordesh is a spy because he has one of those long-range communication device thingies that Jack can never remember the name of and always has to ask Tilk what it's called. And Garshaw's like, yeah, we don't use those because that's not like a secure communication system. And then she suddenly just like flips the switch and is like super angry, like immediately. Like she goes from like confused to just like immediate anger and yells for some of the other Tokra. And they go like running out of the room and Jack's like, you guys stay here. So Daniel and Tilk stay there. For which some is, like, yeah, I'm like, if Daniel what, would what? ever stay there. Has Daniel ever? <laughs> and like, like Tilk would stay there. Like they might be in danger and Kordesh might attack them or something. Like, why is the warrior staying put? I was like, why? Uh, yeah. But they find Kordesh in one of the collapsing tunnels, and it's actually the host, not Kordesh, because I'm pretty sure Kordesh is the name of the symbiote in this Tokra. Yeah. And so the host is speaking and sort of apologizes for what happened and says, like, he couldn't stop Kordesh from doing it and that he doesn't deserve to remain with the Tok'ra. I found it interesting that he says something like, I'm I'm not who I appear to be, which could allude all the way back then to Zaytark, which we only learn about much later. Ooh. Hey! Interesting. Yeah, it's like I'm not what I appear he to be. Seems, he seems Kordash very is no longer. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. like Kordash was ghouled the whole time. He doesn't say that. No, he mm-hmm. says Kordash is no longer is what he mm. said. And then Kordash is later. <laughs> 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 it's very confusing. It happens very fast. Yeah. 
But then the dude gets swallowed up by the collapsing tunnel and that he screamed and it seemed very painful and not a pleasant way to die. But fast. So, yuch. And back with Sam and her dad, Selmak would now like to like interview Jacob in return. If they're to spend the next couple hundred years together, she just, she wants to know what kind of man he is. Like, is he a good man? Like, what is he like? And it's interesting, but he just kind of brushes off all of her questions with like, look, we're both dying. Does it really matter what kind of a man? Like, does this really matter? Which question, does Jacob not think he's a good man? Because why should he have a problem answering that question? I have, oh, I need to. Well, he probably has done some shady things as a military man. And he never really was much of a family man. So he he probably doesn't think he's like the best guy ever. Yeah, at the end of his life, he was thinking about... Like, yeah. all his regrets, etc. Yeah. But he still didn't want Sam around while he was dying, so... I know, but he did, though. <laughs> like, he did, but he didn't. <laughs> so, but I just, I find that whole thing very interesting. Like, Jacob doesn't think he's a good person. Like, that's really interesting. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um... So Selmak then goes on to let Jacob know about, like, the possible downsides and that the blending, like, might not even work. Like, they could still just both die. But she likes him, so they're good. They're going to go ahead and do this. And uh, Jacob asks for, like, five to, like, go have one sort of final goodbye with Sam just in case they do both die. And, like, he, he like, says goodbye without saying goodbye, but does tell Sam that he's proud of her, which was very touching. And... Then it's it's time it's time to do it. Okay. So I have a question. At what point yeah. does Martuf like rush her out of the room and like he's uh, like, okay, hang on, let's go. That that's <laughs> come that's coming up. Okay. In, okay. In the next, in the I next have scene. to talk about it. I have to talk okay. about it. So back quickly with like Garsha and Jack and the other Tokra, she thinks there must have been something else up with Kordesh to allow himself to be killed like that. Well, the host. Uh, to allow himself to be killed like that. And I, 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 I'm I not sure what she's thinking. I I was a little confused she as to what she was alluding to. Say, I'm telling you. I'm just yeah. giving, giving the writers way too much credit. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> but, um, but she does offer her thanks for helping, like, catch him. But we, according to her, Earth still has nothing to offer. And Daniel's like, but what if we do? We have hosts. Like, if this thing with Jacob works, there must be more people in similar situations that are on the brink of death and don't want to actually die. And Garsha's like, mm, then maybe. Worst, I, worst sales pitch ever. Surely we have people that prefer you to death. I know. Everything. Like, Tokra or death. comments will bring you more. I know. And then they never do. But I guess it's like... I, yeah, still this whole thing is like, I get what he's saying, but how do you sell that to the human people on earth? Like, what's, what's the sales? I'm telling you, it would just have to be the family members of the people who already know about the Stargate program. And that's a leader's thing. Or do they start with people who have no family, like left and are like all alone? So if they disappear, nobody's really going to notice, like... 
super depressing. I know it is. It's really horrible to think about, but it's like. Think, so they go to people that are like dying in hospice situations and they're like, so like, we hey. noticed that you have no family. We have a proposition. You're 97 for you. years old. I, I know. That's the other thing is like, is it all just going to be like old people? Like, well, the Topher are mostly like older people. Kordash was older. Uh, what's her name is older. Arsha, yeah. And then there's Martu who's like, yeah. hi. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's the dream boat among them. Yes. Um, so I know I just I just think it's so wonderful for Daniel to offer up the people of Earth to be hosts without consulting anybody. Like Thanks, Daniel, good job. Nice yeah. one, buddy. He's probably like out of all the people on Earth, surely surely we can find one, two, four. How many <laughs> of you are in this room? I yeah. mean, the Talker don't know how many people live on Earth. It's fine. I know, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, I suppose the other thing is like. It's not like they have vats of Tokra waiting to be put into hosts, really. It is the sort of situation that we find with Jacob where there is a Tokra that the host has become sick enough that the Tokra can no longer heal it, so they need a new host. So one, two a year, maybe every five years, maybe. Like I, I, I mean, I don't think that we're looking at like hundreds of people a year or anything that we have to take care of, but it's still like it's. An interesting proposition, Daniel. Okay. Okay. Good job, Daniel. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is now time for Selmak to join with Jacob. Uh, according to Martuf, the Tokra do not enter through the back of the neck like the ghoul do. Uh, many of them don't like the reminder of like the scar and what it means. And also the ghouls do it how they do so they don't have to like see the look of horror on their host's face as they're taken over by the ghouls. Here is where Martouf leads Sam out of the room as Jacob and Sarush do their thing. So, Evelyn. Okay. okay. If you watch it, he, like, runs up to her and almost touches her stomach. And that is like, ah! <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Mustn't touch the belly. <laughs> and then they go, but they go, like seven feet away. <laughs> I know, they're still, like, hovering in the doorway. They don't, like, right leave. They're still just, like, at the foot of the bed. They don't really leave the room. You're but Mar- it's, like, Martu comes in and is, like, it's time for us to leave now as we walk was, two feet over was, there. It was, like, an anxious prom date. Like, don't go there yet, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so Martu leads Sam away, and so Jacob and Sarush are, like, lying side by side on the bed thing, like, facing each other, and Sarush goes kiss me and he's like okay and instead of like weird (laughs) I know which he he seems to understand that means don't actually kiss her but lean close and open my mouth like it's weird it's It's all kind of weird it's it's a little weird but we see uh Selmak leaves Sharush and enters Jacob and Jacob's eyes like go wide and he kind of like gasps for breath and Selmak then speaks and sees Sarush laying dead and says goodbye, dear friend, before Jacob basically passes out. It's touching. It is. Um, it did is you notice that they made the ghoul like so much more cute now when it when they're not trying to make it scary? It's <laughs> yeah. too small. <laughs> it is true. it is too small. It's like the size of it's the size of a larva. It's not the size of a full grown ghoul. Which and, is, and it doesn't have its like spiky head things anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like the head thing. 
And yeah. yeah it all cute. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam and Martuve head back into the room and Sam checks his pulse and luckily like they're still alive. He's just like likely unconscious as both oh, he and Samak okay. were quite weak at the time of the blending. But it looks to me, maybe I'm wrong. Sam takes his pulse by putting her hand on the back of his neck. Like, what is she doing? No, because he's he's laying on his side, and I think just not his the side. Way she comes from the is. back, though. So I guess like she's under. I don't know. No, it, it I think it's just from the front. Well, because she <laughs> was. It's I, I didn't I didn't notice anything weird with it, but I don't know. Um so another Tokra then runs into the room because the gold motherships are here. Yeah, they need to go Yay! like right now. And Sans like, can we move him? And Marty was like, No, if we move him, he will die. So, we also don't know which ghoul is coming, do we? No, we don't. No. Just, just the ghoul. Just a ghoul is coming. Yes. A ghoul. So all the others, we cut to them, like, walking through the tunnels as the evacuation continues around them. When Jack sees one of the women that was on the council from the last episode, and it looks like she's carrying that box that was in Kordesh's room. And he kind of, like, gives her a look like that. Looks familiar. And then, like, she sees him see it and, like, starts to, like, run off. But he, like, they go, like, two feet and she and he catches her. And <laughs> And Garshaw's like, what are you doing? And he's like, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll say I'm sorry. And he takes the box and guess what? He's not wrong. Okay. It's the it's the, it's the communication device. I should point it out. She's carrying it out in front of her with both hands. Like I know, she's not even trying to hide that she's carrying it. Put it, under, put it in a bag, Cordesh. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> The Kordesh symbiote is now in this Tokra woman, which... What happened to hers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't know where like, it is. Did, 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 wait a second. Did that Kordesh... brings up a good point. Can two people no. enter a host and duke it out? Like, we've, we've established that. They can't do that. There cannot be two active symbiotes in a human. So if Kordesh went in before her symbiote was taken out, Kordesh like killed her symbiote while it was still in her. Ooh, that's messed and, up. Like, that's took it over. Trauma. That is yeah. that's messed up. Yeah. Unless like Kordesh still in his other host took out that her symbiote and then jumped into her. But I don't think that happened. So that would be pretty difficult. Yeah. So, um, Garshaw, Garshaw, I still can't say Garshaw. 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 Uh, orders guards to attempt to remove Kordesh, the symbiote, without harming the woman, and then basically kill it by throwing it in one of the collapsing tunnels, like the symbiote, not her. And so they take her off, and then she kisses Jack on both cheeks and says she would be proud to call him a friend. And Jack kind of looks at her like, okay. Sure. What, what, why the kissing? But okay. She wants, she, she was into it. Like she wanted to try that. <laughs> she would. She would. <laughs> when have the Tokra ever kissed anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> um, we then cut to space where we see the motherships in orbit and death gliders heading towards the planet. 
So Garshaw and company then make it to Selmax room where they tell Sam and Martuf that basically this tunnel and the one with the exit to the rings are the only tunnels still left. Everything else has been collapsed and they need to go right now. And again, Sam's like, what about my dad? And Garshaw is like, oh, once he wakes up, he'll know where the new homeworld is and he'll he'll get there himself. And Sam's like, uh, no, I'm not going to leave him here by himself. That's a ridiculous notion. And Martouf says he'll stay and ensure that, like, they won't be captured. And Sam's like, no, I'm going to stay. And but again, because of Jolinar, Garshaw's like, no, you can't stay because what if you get captured? And Jack also says that, like, Sam has to leave. And she's like, with respect, sir, no, I'm not leaving. So basically, in the end, Sam and Martouf are both going to stay and make sure that everything is fine. If need be, they'll kill themselves basically so they don't get taken captive it's, it's their sort second of where date, things end <laughs> I, love how, I love our boy automatically being like oh i'll stay like i'll die here if i have to like okay <laughs> yeah so up on the surface, the, the Gould attack is imminent. The Gould are probably going to block the Stargate soon. And Daniel offers to take Garshaw to Earth before she heads to their new home world as, as a perca- precaution. Like, I I did not understand the whole, oh, let's go to Earth. Did did he not think there was time to dial two gate addresses? Like the one where they were going and the one where Garshaw was? Like, why take everybody to Earth? I don't know. What really confuses me about this thing, though, is Daniel's like, shouldn't we wait for Carter? And like, no, Daniel, it was 45 (laughs) seconds ago. I know. That was a little like, you just had this conversation. She's staying until her dad is awake. No, you're not waiting for Sam. Like, Yeah, that was kind of funny. Literally, he was in the room because he's the last one to leave. And he does this super cute, like, womp, womp thing at her. (laughs) (laughs) It's super cute. And he's like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. But I I still don't get the whole take everybody to Earth thing. Because if if the fear is that the ghouls are going to dial in and they can't dial out... They can't dial out anywhere, not just, it's like, like, it's not, they're not blocking, like, the new Toker Homeworld address. They're blocking this gate. You can't dial anywhere. I'm, I'm just, I'm a little confused as to why the whole, let's go to. confusing. Maybe they didn't want to have to convince her to give them the address or something, or, I don't know. And it is really confusing that, like, that's a big flaw in the Stargate system, that you can't tell if it's an ingoing or an outgoing Marvel. That's, that, that's next. That that's in a little bit, but yeah. yeah. But um, so they're all standing there, kind of arguing about where they're gonna go when they see a whole bunch of death gliders coming in. And Jack's like, "Daniel, dial the gate." So he dials Earth, and then they jump through the gate. But I didn't see anybody send a GDO. So who sent the GDO? I don't know. Um, oh, that's right. Later we see the the scene of Sam doing it. Yeah. So, but I did not see Daniel, Tilk, nor Jack send the code. But apparently they did. Time version? This was, I watched the DVD version. So, yeah, so that would be the Showtime version. And I don't know. But no, it's not even in there. No. So, there's a little little glitch there, I think. Yeah. So, then we get a quick cut of Sam and Jacob, or Sam and Martouf. Not Sam and, Sam and Martouf. 
sitting yeah. with an unconscious Jacob, basically hoping that, like, they've done the right thing. And okay. Is this the scene where, like, it's either this scene or the previous scene where, like, Martoop smiles for some reason, and I'm like, why are you smiling? <laughs> I think it might be this one because... Like, Sam is like, I hope we did the right thing. And I think he smiles and, like, reassurance of, like, yes, we have done the right thing. Because, like, he sees, in the episode where they wind up in Sokar, he sees her and he's like, oh, hey. And he smiles at her again. And it's like, who smiles in hell, Martin? What are you doing? JR does. That's who JR does. How, how bad do you have it? He got bad. He got real hey, bad. My, his teeth are great, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Oh, and so then we get a quick cut back to Earth where they're all just sort of standing around the base of the ramp waiting for like Sam and everybody. And Garshaw explains basically that if the ghouls get too close, Martouf is just going to destroy the base around them, killing everyone. So, yay! 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 They may never show up. And if they don't, well, then I'm sorry, but they're dead. (laughs) Like, that's wonderful news. So, was the gate on? No. They have the iris closed. Yeah, the iris is closed, but yeah, the gate's not active. Just okay, closed so I'm like, yeah. they wouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> That's how it works. So back on the Togra planet, Jacob starts to wake up, and it's Selmak, and he basically asks after Martouf as we sort of like hear explosions happening from the surface, and Selmak is like, shouldn't we be leaving? And here, Martouf has a really big smile on his face. Is like, yes, yes, we yeah, should. Let's go. Yes. I don't want to die. Which I think, <laughs> I think it, it'll be fine. I think it's just more a smile of relief. Like, okay, <laughs> it worked. Whew. Like Selmax here, Jacob. I, I think it's a smile of relief that like the whole thing worked. And but before they leave, Sam's like, it's, can I talk to my dad? And so Jacob comes out, and he's got a headache the size of Kuwait. But hey, no more arthritis. Holy that was kind of funny, though, the way you said it. Yeah. It is weird, because, like, wouldn't a ghoul cure headaches, too? <laughs> well, the ghoul is attached to his head? <laughs> and, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a little, it is a little weird. But anyway, time to go. I think go. his brain was hurting from all of the new knowledge. From the yeah. knowledge. The knowledge. Yeah. It's a knowledge headache. Yeah. Which I've never had one of those. I've never had a knowledge headache. I have. Just so much is there. No, <laughs> I have not either. So, yeah. um, so then we get a shot of them like running through the tunnels is like the tunnels like collapse like two inches behind them, which is kind of cool. Um, and then they get into the rings and head to the surface. And once they get up to the surface, the rings destroy themselves, sort of. If you notice, like, they don't go back into the ground like they normally do. They kind of, like, disintegrate in a circle. Like, the tunnels were, like, unmade. Like, the rings unmake themselves. Like, the tunnels unmade themselves. It was was, was weird. I was like, what's happening? Well, yeah, I mean, where else would they have gone? Well, they you think they they just go and hit the ground. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, they just, like, fell because the the, the receiving platform's not there. They just, like, whoosh fall on the sand that would have been cool yeah yeah stargates i don't know if you know <laughs> what well i don't know if they are but like they are ring shaped like the stargates yeah and they are basically cool. mini stargates yeah yeah they're mini transport rings yeah yeah 
So the three of them make it to the gate and they notice, I think there's like three chevrons lit up and the ghouls are dialing in. Luckily, Sam really fast on the dialing button and dials Earth and the kawoosh goes. And then they're like, was that us or them? Which again, yeah, as you said like, earlier. What? How? Imagine that world. You know I mean, what I like to picture too is that like if Sam is like dialing really fast on their end and she does it faster than the gold, that means the gold on the other side is just like boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boom. Yeah. Yeah, button. Yeah. That's Kevin. He's he's new. He's new. He's <laughs> he's my uh, brother's friend. Like <laughs> they're all assholes, sir. <laughs> Oh, um, but I am pretty sure it was us because like if it was the gold when Sam pushed like the center thing, like nothing would have happened. But the center thing did like light up and make the noise it makes. So pretty sure it's us. So Sam sends the GDO and they make a run for it and Earth receives it and they open the iris and Sam and Martif and Jacob jump through as death gliders fire at them back on the planet. So they made it. Phew. Phew. Everybody's safe. They land on the ramp at the SGC. Everybody gets helped up, helped up, and they're very glad to see everybody. And Selmac offers her thanks. And Hammond asks to talk to Jacob, which he does. And apparently Jacob feels pretty good now. And also, since he knows everything that Selmac knows, he reassures Hammond that they made the right call. So, yay for that. And... Jacob will be honored to serve as a liaison between Earth and the Tok'ra. And Hammond would like to do a debriefing, but Garshaw's like, uh, nope, we gotta go. Because (laughs) since there was actually a spy, there's a very good chance that the Gould know the edges of the homeworld that we just evacuated to. So we need to go there and get everybody out of there to another new homeworld, which... How many homeworlds do the Tok'ra, like, have in their back pocket? I'm guessing they have to have quite a few because they probably do this a lot. But, like, who who has the list? Like, where's the list of, like, homeworld one, homeworld two, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think by design they'd kind of fly by the seat of their pants with that so that nobody knows the order at which they would go to. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, somebody, I guess somebody's got to keep track of what's... Maybe there's just a list of possible homeworlds, and then at the last minute they decide which one is the one they're going to. So, like, here's a list of 20. Pick one, and we'll go there. Kind of a thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other thing is, like, Gasha seems quite impressed that we managed to cobble together our own little dialing device, because we obviously don't have a DHD. That's kind of nice. I think it's, it's... I like to imagine she went up there and she went... What no. is this? <laughs> <laughs> an entire room, I would like to point out. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they go off to dial the new world, and uh, Martouf assures Sam that he will watch over Jacob as if he were his own father, and he looks yeah. forward to seeing Sam again. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah, he do. <laughs> and how well, so he's like, Mm, he's my dad now. <laughs> family. Yep. Uh, so Jacob then thanks Sam for the best assignment he's ever had. And then the gate engages and they get ready to head out. 
And when Garshaw comes in, she thinks that one day the Tok'ra and the Tauri will take down the ghoul together. And Jack agrees that that will indeed be a good day. And Daniel then comes in with one of those Sagan boxes that they had given to the Sumerians. So if the Tok'ra ever need to contact them, they, you know, dial Earth, chuck the box through the gate and we'll know that they want to talk to us. And so before they leave, Jacob and Sam hug one more time and actually say, I love you to each other, which is very sweet. And Jacob then looks at everybody else and says that Selmak says, don't call us, we'll call you. Which is a weird thing for Selmak to say. (laughs) I think Selmak got that from Jacob, so. Okay. (laughs) And that is the end of the Toker part two. Yay! Yay! I love this episode. I love it. Like, it just, it ties up so nice as a two-parter, like. Yeah. It is good. Yeah, I, I don't see how this could have been like a one episode story oh. like this. There's like there's no way this could have all been done in one. So I am glad it did get to be a two parter. Yeah. So any memos from this week? Did we see the other SG team come back? They were part of the <laughs> oh, SG. Yeah. What did happen? SG they, they probably left in between the time that like the tunnels were destroyed and um. They yeah. went to go talk to, like, Garshaw about yeah, Kardashian. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, we didn't see it. But we, we did see them back on Earth, I think. Okay. I do know they come back because Makepeace comes back. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they did come back. We just, for some reason, were not privy to that information. We were not part of the evacuation. No, we were not. Okay. <laughs> so but, to make sure they didn't mysteriously get left. <laughs> yeah, after at some point as things were collapsing down, Jack was like, Okay, you guys go now and we'll we'll catch yeah. up a bit. You're you're like, the less important SG team. Yeah. I mean you maybe have, when you have maybe less when, of a sense of dramatic timing than we do, so you can go first. <laughs> so you should go when it actually makes sense. Yeah. I mean maybe when they went ahead to, to like Selmac's room, Jack was like, We're gonna go that way, you guys go back to Earth, we'll catch up in a little bit. Like yeah. That could yeah. work as timing, because that seemed to be, you know, the end of everything. Like, at that point, there were, like, two tunnels left, and everything else was gone. So, yeah. I would say, I, w- I will say that that is when SG3 went back to Earth. Okay. okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any memos from this week, because it's just all the same stuff as, like, last week, really. Yeah. It's great, is all we need to know. Yeah. I think more than a memo, it was just like, okay, now we have to find a way to convince America... <laughs> give us donate your... it's donate it's dying people yeah which is another problem you know racism yeah. <laughs> not racism but ethnocentrism yeah it's not like what i imagine all... if you put out a call to like the smartest people in the world who like hey do you want more knowledge than you could ever get as a single human being then they would be like heck yeah but it's like, no, you got to be American, though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be, like, literal human racism. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's what we're going oh. with? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you suppose they would have done one of those, like, awesome things that they do in movies where they, like, put out a video game or something to, like, Oh, my gosh. Off? You've got to Like Future Man? <laughs> like Future Man? or they just put like a really cheesy ad in a magazine to see who actually and like the one dope 
<gasps> for it. <laughs> or they yeah. could just flowers for Eldrin on it. But let's not, maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> no, we don't need to go there. I would just love to see a really cheesy ad in a magazine that's like, are you dying of cancer? Do you want to live? Do you want to you have no more family? knowledge than you've ever seen in your life? Also, asterisk, make sure you don't have any family members that will miss you. <laughs> Call this number. 1-800-STARGATE. <laughs> Call 1-800-STARGATE and find out how we can help you. people that would actually answer it I, yeah oh, for sure oh yeah absolutely um the internet okay. think it was an arg though which would be a problem all of its own what sorry what was it, that it would be like wait this is not a game it's actual aliens and then they would tell everybody and it would be a problem yeah it would go viral you guys yeah no mm. because whoever to answer it would mysteriously disappear uh-huh. Oh, no that's... one would ever know. Ooh. Yeah. If hit by a car like that one um reporter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So episode title this week again did the Toker Part Two and again no fun foreign language translation. So I'll just however you say the in that language, Tokra, and then however you say part two in that language. Final no thoughts. More, How do no we want to wrap fact? this one up? Huh? No more fun facts? No, no more fun facts. Again, oh. not that. Okay, I just, just all right. Shonar. My fun fact is every time I see J.R. Bourne, my heart goes, tee <laughs> <laughs> I think for a lot of people it does. <laughs> yeah. That's he's so nice. I'm an adult now, and I'm still like, hee <laughs> He's so nice, too. He's a cool guy. He is. Yeah. He's a good one. Which he, I, on the DVD, I have Carmen and JR autograph on that DVD. So nice. Jacob and Marty on the same one. So, yay. And I never saw him in person until we went to the Teen Wolf convention. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I oh that was the fun. Weekend, I met JR Board. He, for some reason, brought Tyler Hecklin to a con. That's the oh. one I missed. That was the was one so you funny. missed. It might have, oh my god and so i got i actually got to meet him and tyler and talk to them for like 20 minutes at three o'clock in the morning wow. <laughs> oh my. it was like before like before like they'd filmed it but it hadn't started airing yet right i had Something no like idea who tyler was and i love him yeah now you do. yeah we do they're all good people i am he was yeah. hilarious i miss cons me too ah. anyway C2E2 is coming. Yay. 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 We need more guests, though, because the guest list is like Hayden Christensen and a bunch of people I don't know. (laughs) Uh. So keeping my fingers crossed for you and McGregor. (gasps) He's got the new Obi-Wan series coming. But, 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 Rosario Dawson. Rosario, yes, Rosario needs to come. She's coming back. She's coming. He's coming back. They're speculating in in the Ahsoka series. series. So, like, maybe she'll just, like, show up. That would be cool. Here I am. Walk very slowly past my table. We can can Rosario, Rosario. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you and McGregor goes to a convention, I will be there and I will lose it. I will let you know. But it's like a month and a half away and we have like 10 guests. So I'm like, we oh need some more people, C2E2. Let's get let on it. Let me know. I will fly in. Okay. Oh, I need to yeah. tweet. I was going to tweet them to have Colin so we could like see his new Centigrade Rising movie. Because that would be cool. Yes. And I can I can talk to him in person and be like, hey, I'm, I'm the one that you called on the phone like a couple months ago. We love you. Why was you involved in the series? We <laughs> decided you a Tokra. Yes, we have made you a Tokra. Anyway, <laughs> Major fucking Davis. All right. Um, okay, final thoughts. Be good. Did we do it? Did we hit it all? Done, man. I love it. All right. Um, Evelyn, do you have any like social medias you would like to tell the people about if they would like to like say hi and talk Stargate with more than just us people? Um, I believe I'm Queenie eighty four on Tumblr still. Cool. Okay. But I don't have any specific uh, Stargate um, Stargate addresses. Okay. Yeah. Stargate addresses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at SG underscore rewatch or send us an email at woo. That's W O O S G rewatch at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. So more people can find us and we will see you next time for spirit. <laughs>